0: Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection. Now, with your hosts, Jean Victoria Norlock and Rico Shields, bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Everyday Connection. Now, I am once again Rick Shields and yonder to my north, once again to my left, I now know which way. Um,
1: <laughs> actually, yeah,
0: Jane Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? Giggly one.
1: I'm very relaxed today, Rick. How are yeah. you?
0: I'm I'm pretty good today. I'm pretty good today. Got my. Uh, Got my truck back. This won't apply, of course, to whenever, whatever date this gets posted. But you know, reality <laughs> does sneak in, and uh, I've, I've just returned from Texas to Costa Rica, and uh, thrilled to be back. And uh, so you know, it's it's strange. You come to the place that's more relaxed, and then you get all excited about it. So now you're not as re- you're just all buzzing around and not. You know, the Costa Ricans look at you like, Why you're too fast. What do you... Cut down on the coffee. Have you tried decaf? You know,
2: <clears throat> because
0: it's just the way it is around here. But uh, but I just have to say that the smiles and the genuine nature of what people say to you is very noticeable. And I hope my brothers and sisters up north get sort of pervaded with that vibration soon. It's growing fast.
1: It is growing fast, and I think that's one of the things we were going to talk about um, tonight. Because you said that you you did notice a huge difference in—I don't even want to call it a level of consciousness or vibration, because that's labeling it—but a huge difference in the environment when you went back to the states. Yeah, and you found yourself backsliding into this. Ooh that's going wrong, and ooh, that over there is not going right, and ooh, look what they're doing to our planet. And you said you got into that for a few days, and then you got your head out of your butt. Um, Yeah, well. had a realization moment. (laughs) Well, you know,
0: one of those things where they talk about you don't pay enough attention to your own vibration, and having been away for long enough, and have really had time to soak into the vibration down here in Costa Rica, uh, which is even different, say, in San Jose, Costa Rica, compared to where we are here, um, because this is off in the backcountry. You've been here.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, I'll take the backcountry any day. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, for now. I think the day will come when um, trips to the city are as peaceful and as uh, awe-inspiring as trips to the mountains and to remote areas. Um, I, I believe that day is going to come. I see it in the way people are treating each other. I see it in the way our mass media is shifting their focus on the more positive stories. Um, I see it on even some of the big you know, big huge, multi-billion watcher TV shows, Uh, just the way that they're switching over their their thinking, their way of doing things. And um, so I have faith, but until that day, give me a mountain.
3: (laughs) Right, right.
0: (laughs) I'll be up here, chilling out
1: with the trees. (laughs) I'll be
0: down here at the beach with the dolphins and whales, and, and it's still within, you know, a short drive and then a short ferry ride of Sierra and still haven't been over there. Hasn't been time yet, I <laughs> guess, because it just hasn't happened Hasn't come together, but cause she's doing awesome things down there with her preservation stuff. And, um, but it is, it is good to be back and it's amazing just how noticeable it, it can be if you're kind of looking, you know, and, um, um, there is that whole thing, you know, people talk about, you gotta, well, don't be the monk on the mountaintop, be the monk in the marketplace. Yeah, but you don't go but to the market, but like once a week. So, you know, I'll go visit. And, and now that I'm aware of it, it's, it is something that I know to sort of not unconsciously slide into because, uh, you know, here I am back in the place that I had been living and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and back in the day when we all used to play roles, or at least, you know, I was playing roles that somebody had defined for me. Um, that was kinda what you did. You know. Was, oh, I'm I'm at church now, I behave and be this Rick. Or I'm at work now, I be this Rick. And you know, it's like which Rick do I get out of the closet and put on today? And it just gets blah. <clears throat>
1: Just, you know what it doesn't work anymore it doesn't work anymore it doesn't work anymore and um it's it's nice though that i I don't know if you've noticed, but in the last few years, the choices have become so much more fast and almost infinite in in where you can go and live to be with people who just want to coexist peacefully it's not an elite behavior anymore it's not just happening on remote communes and remote areas I mean we're talking about even in the big cities there's communities within communities of fully conscious living people and so the choices for, for people that are looking to be surrounded of with people who are of like mind or like vibration however you want to say it like hearts um, who like to, like to play the same games then you know it, the choices. There's more of them, and I love that. Oh yeah, and, and that the, and just goes to show you how how quickly our world is changing.
0: Because there are some there are some great folks around around Houston that are doing wonderful things, and uh, uh, but it it was at least for me right now. Just call me wimpy or whatever. I just don't want to. <laughs> I'll be happy to go visit. I'll even go give a talk, whatever it is. But then I want to come home to the jungle and or you know wherever. Life leads me next, and be able to just—you ah, need know, to you let out that breath. You just ah, and um,
1: I don't think it's—I don't think it's wimpy. I think one of the things that that we talk about often is this concept of being the light. Well, listen. Here's your choices. You can choose to be the light, or you can choose to be one of many in a very bright room. And maybe you're not going to stand out that much, but I'll tell you one thing. When you choose to be that one lone light over there, you're choosing to surround yourself with dark. So don't bitch, whine, moan and chew about what's going wrong with our world if you have chosen to be the light in the dark. But there's options. You can choose to be a light in the light because there's lots of light on this planet right now and it's growing exponentially every single day.
0: It is. And it's it I agree with you. Soon it'll be I think you step on any bit of the earth and be in that vibration. But I guess, you know, moral of the story, watch what you know, you might have an eye towards what your environment does to you you know if you go on vacation and you feel alive and then you go home and and the other 51 weeks of the year you feel kind of dead you might want to look at that because um (laughs) right i did some great little bit i did some great work in in well i was i wasn't been in houston since the show started until you know three months ago but um but for a, a, a fair bit of that time my mobility was limited. I was mostly closed up in an apartment with, you know, Gene on the other end of Skype. That that make anybody weird. No. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs>
2: um
0: and um and when you're out you know, i I was in a hotel that was a a beautiful facility and, and, and beautifully run. They obviously take great pride and care in their in their facility. But, you know, it was filled full of, you know, people that uh, were of the vibration. They were moving to Houston mostly, and so they were of the vib- – that's what the vibration they were looking for, uh, the, the vibration of hurry up and who are you, and the answer they want is what job do you work. They don't want to know who you are. And um, um, so it's I, – I agree now with, you know, I, I think I mentioned once before on the show, my – uh, mechanic friend here, Jorge of all names, <clears throat> George. Um, Hi, George. We were having a ride in a, in Quicksilver back from San Isidro, and um, and I was talking about my nerves being better and and uh, things in Costa Rica, or at least seemed to be, and uh, that I didn't know what it was—air, water, diet—none of those things really quite make sense. And George, in his usual. Style and flair just said, "Well, you know, I worked up in the United States for five years, and um, and I work down here, but I also see my family, and we go to the beach sometimes, and we do this and he's and 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 he's talking, and I said and I I said it's the balance, and he said yes yes, and um, she so didn't see this
1: is what I'm talking about. That That's word. why we do this show because there's people out there everywhere if you just take a minute and a lot of times in the big cities we don't take time to slow down and actually talk to the people on the street which is you know the kind of it I don't know if it's just a bad habit we have as individuals but when we get in that atmosphere we're like hurry up hurry up hurry up Um, and we don't take the time but when you're in a slower paced atmosphere you take the time to have conversations with people And amazing stuff comes out of their mouths, be it the mechanic or the lady behind the counter who's giving you your sandwich or, you know, the cleaning lady who's cleaning your hotel room. Wisdom comes out of their mouths. If you take a minute to slow down and talk to them, but you have to make the choice to want to slow down first. And so what we're talking about here is not running away from the fast pace but knowing what's best for you and your own personal growth following that and getting yourself into a really comfortable space so that when you do take your you back out into the world the world is a better place for it and that's literally what rick and i both did i mean i ran away to the mountain sure but great but oh my goodness am i am happy and healthy now yeah and rick is the same with you your health health has improved And
0: I have now been back up there to Houston, to the medical center, which, you know, I guess with everything that happened in my physical me, it was convenient to be in Houston because it's one of the, uh, I give props to them at the medical center. It's quite the temple of modern medicine. Uh, But if you look around, there's some really great doctors down there that really care about people. But I now have verification from professionals that my nerves are, vastly improved, and for the first time in five years of being together, working together um, as a healing team, my neurologist said that on the next appointment, we'd chat about rolling back the dosages on some of these medications because of the improvements, so whatever you're doing, keep doing it, and I I said, well, you know, I moved to Costa Rica, and he said, uh, you know, I have two other patients that moved to Costa Rica, and they're both doing great, and I was like, wow, you could have told me that before, Doc. <laughs> but then I would have gone no, cause because the doctor said. Or cause Rick, it was
1: a, right. You know, Rick had to learn to follow his heart. He had to learn to do this crazy move to Costa Rica on a whim simply because he'd been there for a week, fell in love, decided that's where I want to move. No job going in. Nowhere to live going in. Not knowing how you were going to get around. You didn't have a vehicle. You didn't really have anything any more than one connection out there. And um but you went because your heart told you that you would get better. That your body would appreciate that move and so you went, you did it. Your body's starting to heal. Your doctors have noticed and have verified that this was a good thing. So now you have confirmation that yes, it's safe to trust my heart because my heart leads me in the right direction every single time. And that's a very Potent and powerful message. And what a way to learn it. Getting oh, yeah. healthy. And getting your life back. How cool is that?
0: And what a beautiful Exciting. place to do it if you're going to have to learn a lesson. You know, Costa Rica. <laughs> right? You know. Why not? But, you yeah, well yeah. And I, I had have to it. say, <laughs> that, you know, visiting Houston was visiting these same people that all said, you know, well, what are you going to do? Well, I don't know. Where are you going to live? Well, <laughs> I don't know. What? Well, what is your next step? Well, I don't know. I won't be able to see my next step until I get up there where my next step is. And um so it it really is sort of one of those things like rock climbing or something, you know. You um you can't really find that next handhold until you until you pull yourself up and reach around and 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 see what's there. So, uh, step by step, uh we will get there.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. As individuals and and as as the human race, as a human family, we will certainly get there. There's no denying that we will, and I bet you that our guest tonight would probably agree with everything we're saying because I hear he's a heart follower. He, ah, um, one tends of those. To listen to that. Yeah, he's one of those rebellious inner voice listeners. I don't know something about. Oh, it feels right. I'm going to go do it.
0: Ooh. So we should yeah, talk to one of those, you know, from and also up in the wilds of Canada. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um, for now. Up up in the mountains. Yeah, <laughs> at the moment, you know, that's the that's at what the this now looks like. Right. This now yes, looks like I'm absolutely. in Costa Rica. And everybody down here wants to know, you know, well you're gonna buy a house, how long are you gonna stay? I I don't know. I don't know. If they tell yeah. me to go somewhere <laughs> else next month I'm going. You're absolutely right, and uh, and what a great uh, segue uh, we have with us tonight from the wilds of Canada, uh, Gabriel Morris. How are you, Gabriel? Hey guys, doing great. Great to be here. Welcome, welcome. Glad you Excellent. could uh, share your time with us.
4: Absolutely.
1: Welcome to our virtual sandbox.
4: Yay! We're so happy to yeah. have you
1: playing with us tonight. Yay! Thank
4: so, you. Gabriel. Thank you.
1: I have the big question for you. Are you ready? Did you study? Are you prepared? Did you do your homework? I,
4: I, I've been studying for 41 years, I guess.
1: Oh, right. Awesome. So you you should know the answer. I hope you Gabriel, who on earth are you and what do you do?
4: <laughs> Excellent question. Uh, I am a uh, human 41-year-old male here in um, Jasper National Park, uh, Alberta, Canada. Beautiful uh, Rocky Mountains, and what I do is a very <laughs> big and long question. And the you know the the short answer would be that I uh, work at a hotel here in um, the town of Jasper in the beautiful um, Jasper National Park. Um, I work the night shift, so I actually um, woke up shortly before starting this call because I sleep during the day. Um, but I am a traveler at heart. I, um, first started traveling when I was 18. Day after I turned 18, I hopped on a uh, plane to Europe and, uh, that began my, you know, past 20 plus years of traveling off and on, not, not nonstop by any means, but, um, it has been a, um, you know, journey interwoven with a spiritual quest of, um, you know various various levels that I basically started when I was 16 I would say when I was in high school and I was uh a senior in high school and I kind of you know had a had a rough couple of years of you know partying and everything and and um you know my grades were going downhill and and I decided to finally get it together together my my senior year of high school just to you know Get some better grades to get out of out of high school with, and um, but I had this photography class that I didn't actually need to graduate, and there was a dark room in this photography class that had had a little bit. Nobody used it. It was like a small dark room for for um, changing film or whatever. And I spontaneously, I don't think I'd even read a book on the subject. I would go into this dark room and meditate um, almost the whole uh, class. And, um, for whatever reason, I was just impulsively, you know, curious to explore within and see, see what was going on in there. Um, and I think I managed to pass that class anyways, but I, you know, that was, that was the beginning of my meditation, which, you know, then led to yoga a few years later and reading, uh, um, Carlos Castaneda and, and various other, um, you know, spiritual authors that, you know. Opened up the the doorways and everything, um, and uh, it's just been a long, long strange trip since then.
1: Well, I find it interesting that um, you have interwoven this idea of spiritual journey with actual physical journeying. You're you're a journeyman. You. Travel. I <laughs> love that you work at a hotel. <laughs> um, that's how I used to travel yeah. too. <laughs> okay. I was okay. a waitress for twenty. I was a waitress for twenty years, and my yep. reason f- for doing that was because it didn't matter where I went, I would always be able to find work.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It made traveling so much easier. And hotels and restaurants are awesome for that. Cruise ship. Yeah. So. So did you were you traveling like right from the time that you had this that you started these meditation practices or did the traveling just come later in life?
4: Um, that would have been uh a little over a year uh that was just a year later. Um you know, I've been a voracious reader when I was a kid and I'm sure that that, that had to do with it was just, you know, reading about, you know, Mark Twain and Treasure Island and, and, uh, um, you know, the never-ending story and, you know, all, all these, uh, you know, books that, you know, got me thinking of these various worlds and, you know, other cultures and whatever. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I'm sure that just kind of opened up my mind to the point of, you know, I got to get out of this little town in Northern California and see something different. Um, and, uh, and so I decided I wanted to go to Europe, and so that was you know um, after I graduated from high school, then uh, had a little bit of a summer of traveling after high school actually. In that I went to the island of Kauai, Hawaii, with with my mom and my brother on a vacation that she had um, you know paid for as a as a uh, grad, high school graduation gift, and and then I did an Outward Bound course. Um, Outward Bound is a uh, organization that puts together you know outdoor Uh, Backcountry trips In particular sort of For you know People who haven't been Introduced to nature so much But I was I was raised in the woods But um, It was an intensive Three week um, Backpacking And rock climbing uh, Course So that was the summer Right after high school And then it was the next The next summer I went back to one Semester of community college And was just not that into it I was just like I need a break from From uh, school And so I got a Got a job in an ice cream uh, parlor and, and, uh, sold a computer that I had, um, and, uh, you know, got the, got the money together. And I did that trip, uh, less than $2,000 for almost four months in Europe, including airfare. Wow. Yeah. This
1: was in
4: 19, this was in 1990. So, you know, things were definitely cheaper. Um, But, uh, yeah, it was not necessarily that much cheaper. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
1: <laughs> I didn't say, like, that's, but
4: it wasn't the 50s. That's pretty much
1: traveling pretty much traveling on faith alone, brother. Like I mean. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I, I had a I had a tent. My my mom had bought me a tent. Um and so I did a lot of camping. And you know, g- Greece in particular was a lot cheaper. I, I was in Greece for a month and uh um hostels were just a few dollars. Um and uh yeah, so looking back, I'm amazed that I did it for that cheap. But yeah, I was I was definitely uh, doing a budget style for sure.
1: So how has your exposure? Because if you've been you've been traveling for how many years?
4: Twenty one years. We're talking like
1: 20, 20, 21 was, years. That was
4: 1990. So I mean, it, it hasn't been nonstop by any means. But um, I actually didn't go out of the country again until 1999. But I spent most of the 90s. From 1994 to um, 1999, I was basically homeless, hitchhiking around the the states, and uh, working in Alaska and living in Hawaii in the rainforest. And um, uh, so, but then I I, have been, uh, I lived in Portland, Oregon for about six years. So that was kind of my one um, one chunk of uh, you know being permanent. And then I you know went to went to college in Alaska for two years and in uh, Arcata, Northern California, for two years. So
1: So how has the exposure to other cultures and ways of life furthered your own personal development?
4: Um, I would definitely say it's been an important factor. I mean, um, especially India. I've been to India five times. Um, That's where I went in 1999. And that's just, you know, India is going to blow your mind, period. <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you've, you know, traveled the world uh, elsewhere. Um, India is just kind of a whole other dimension of, of existence. Um, and, you know, like, like I was enjoying your talk, uh, Rick, talking about Costa Rica and the, and the different pace of life um, and, uh, you know, how it just gets you into a different Different uh, mind frame, and India isn't doesn't necessarily make you relaxed um, because it's just kind of this full-on intensity. Uh, but it definitely introduces you to a whole different, you know, way of being, and the 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 human connectedness is very different. Mm. You know, here 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 in North America, we're so separated in our individual. Um, Lives, you know, driving around in our in our cars, and you know, there's a there's a few people walking down the sidewalk. Um, in India, it's just you know, masses of people everywhere. You're just you're just constantly jostling with people and interacting with people, and and uh, um, there's a certain vibrancy there that that you know, for me is really lacking. You know, here I've been in this little this little town in in you know in Jasper, in Canada for the past six months. And, um, I'm just starving for, you know, some kind of, a um, more, more human connection. Uh, I mean, it, it's a beautiful place and, you know, friendly people around and everything, but, you know, there's just something missing in terms of, um, you know, that, that sort of human buzz. Um, but yeah, in a different um, way, but... in a different way from, from, you know, the West of New York City or something like that, it's, it's a different pace you know especially when you're seeing cows walking down the street and, and uh, you know, right monkeys and
0: <laughs> traffic jam we've got three cows in there trying to decide which way to go exactly. uh, it, it, uh, it it it's down here everybody stops you know occasionally jungle wildlife occasionally being you know every 20 minutes or so jungle mm-hmm. wildlife decides to cross the highway and everybody stops
2: big mm-hmm. trucks
0: buses everybody stops let okay. them go. We have monkey crossings. We have, you know, um, it, but that human connection, that human, you know, people here really seem to, and it's not just seem to, you know, they really care about you and how you're doing and what you're doing, and uh, you know, someone here told me, oh gosh, don't go to the states and leave your car at the at the garage. It'll be all, it's a nice car. They'll be driving around, picking up girls. And I'm like, really? I've met them. They're cool guys. And, I mean, they took awesome care of my truck and went through the entire electrical system from one end to the other for, you know, under 200 bucks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, somebody in the States would be like, what, you can't talk to a mechanic for under 200 bucks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's 200 bucks just to ask him how how it's going, you know? Yeah.
1: Um. it's so true India is definitely on on my list of to do's but I found the same thing when I went to the Philippines it was here was this bustling vibrant super hyperactive city in Manila Mm -hmm. and yet Mm -hmm. the people were not bustling hyperactive um, people they were very balanced grounded spiritual beings and when i mean spiritual i mean in the sense that they knew their worth as people they knew their value and their place within their family and their community Um, and they felt the value and the worth of everybody else in their family and their community and that to me was life-changing like I came back to Canada, and I didn't. I took me a few months to integrate back into the way that I had been living my life, and then I realized I can't go back to that
2: mm-hmm.
1: because. So I understand what you what you mean when when you say it's it's a different energy than you would get in our our North American cities. It's completely different.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the old sci-fi thing about, you know, we are all gonna end up one day inside pods and see each other on video screens. Well, mm-hmm. in the states in, in the states that's almost true because you ride around in your car, you go and get in your little cubicle at work and you then you ride around in your car and then you're in your apartment talking to somebody on Skype. Well, uh-huh. okay, you're moving around, but you're not really interacting. Yeah. You're, you're avoiding it or I know you become a professional interaction avoider. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs>
4: Icky, sort of the, the the Jetsons paradigm, right? Right. Where there's yeah. where the future the future yeah. means there's no there's no nature basically, right? Yeah, there's just a oh,
1: little that bubble thing. Such a horrible,
4: horrible, mm-hmm.
1: horrible, horrible experience. I can't even imagine. But I think that um, living within that energy changes the way that you look at the world and the way that you interact with people. Um, I know, like I I couldn't. I couldn't be around those people and not appreciate life, all of it, the good, the bad, the ugly, the wonderful, the ups, the downs. I just simply couldn't be around those people and not appreciate. It just poured out of them. And so being able to take that back with me and build a life around that idea and to build a career around that idea and... To build a future around that idea. You know, it completely changed who I was and how I treated people. So now I don't live in a city where I'm hurry, hurry, hurry all the time. Mm-hmm. I live in a small community where when I do go to town, I do it in such a way that I make sure that I have time to not be feeling upset because the elderly woman in line is taking time to count her change, to pay for her groceries. You know what I mean? Like, I consciously choose to give myself more time so that I can have a conversation with the lady at the vegetable stand whose name also happens to be Jean. Well, isn't
3: that interesting?
1: Or a mechanic named George, you know. Or a mechanic named George, but I think that that's, again, that goes back to making those conscious choices about how you want to live in your world and how you want to interact with it. Mm -hmm. Do you want to take the time to slow down and really appreciate the people that you are or have chosen to live around? And so, I wow, if the Philippines did that for me, I can't imagine what India would do.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I might never
1: come down.
0: <laughs> it's true but but even if you if you leave the amazing life-changing experience that I know India must be um uh, you know when i was high school age uh we traveled uh i traveled all over europe uh egypt greece loved greece too um uh, and you know i did mine about 10 years earlier than yours and it was quick and then i was back in society and i managed to get myself back lost in that but 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 there's a certain value i think to, to this you know seeing that everybody's doing the same thing you know they're they're i'm just like them they're just like me they speak different and they maybe you know go do different things when they go play and so that's fun let's go play and do that and try that but um that there's a connectedness, there can be a connectedness anywhere you go, you know. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And um, because I think that's one of the things you carry with you is just the, almost beyond faith, just the knowledge that that connectedness can follow you everywhere. Because there it is, you know. Uh, I highly recommend it. And parents, I know in, in, in my time, parents were really worried that if they let their kids go, my parents would not let me go after my senior year and 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 go tootle around because they were afraid I would get lost and not come back, and finish my college degree. And uh, you went and I bet you did get lost once or twice in in your journeys. And but you found your way and and college degree and you know. But it was yep. an experience. It wasn't a task.
4: Yeah. Yeah. F- following my heart, is, as as uh, Nikki was saying. Earlier in relation to your um, going to Costa Rica, and so that you're actually doing something out of a you know, genuine desire instead of just an obligation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm a firm believer. Folks don't really you know do well with things that they do out of obligation. Obligation. Just the word. Doesn't the, the mm-hmm. word just is heavy? Obligation.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
1: It sounds yeah, like I mean, work, it, it, doesn't it?
4: <laughs> yeah, it, it creates a paradigm in which you're not even really living life, you're just performing duties. And um ah. even if even if the, the journey might be more convoluted and and um you know less predictable and have, you know, more bumps along the road, in the, in the longer term it's it's uh, such a more, you know, beneficial and valuable way to go um, because it, you know, it leads you to what you gen- genuinely want to be be doing with yourself and then you're living life from a place of creativity instead of, you know, obligation. And imagine if, if, you know, a lot more people were doing that, then, you know, I bet we would have a lot less of these, you know, crazy incidents of shootings and everything of, you know, so many people that are unsatisfied and lost and confused and don't have a purpose or know their value, um, you know, because of a a culture that's, you know, missing that, that crucial element of, of, you know, following your heart and, and doing what you really want to do instead of just punching a, you know, a time card and, you know, fulfilling your duties.
1: to note that society is changing. It is shifting in how it perceives individuals who do follow their heart and follow their passion. Um, I mean, I have a guilty pleasure that never gets discussed on a show, but we'll talk about it tonight, because it came up today, and it kind of ties in with what you're speaking of, what we are speaking of, which is to follow your heart, follow your passion, follow your vision, follow your dream. And these big shows like X Factor, American Idol, and I can hear people groaning inwardly with, oh, so big commercial, that <laughs> right? Yeah, I can I can hear it. But if you had watched, or if you even go back and watch the progression of those shows, going back pre-2009 and how they used to take the highlights of the most horrible performances and just make them 50% of the show and that's how they were getting their ratings, to now where you watch these people actually step out on stage, find encouragement and support from complete thousands of complete strangers, Mm
4: -hmm. and
1: you watch them transition from this person who's standing, trembling on the stage, terrified of stepping into the truth of who they are, and then realizing through the process of doing this, that it's okay to be exactly who they are and who they are is of worth and of value, that to me has been quite the progression to bear witness to because I have noticed the change in how they run the shows and the change in the people who are part of the shows, the crews. the the judging panels, the way that they interact with the contestants, the way that the contestants support each other, the way that supporting each other is encouraged, as opposed to this competition cutthroat, there can only be one winner. It's often said now that we wish there could be more than one winner, and you're all winners. And, And they really go to the extreme of showing these people how, amazingly talented they are. So when we look at shows like that that have shown a progression of human consciousness, and then we look at the media that is now, I mean, three big stories today on big national media things that Rick showed me this morning, and they were all phenomenal, good news, inspirational stories, but they were on big networks. And I really believe that it's because People have made it perfectly clear that they are sick and tired of this got to get him" mentality and Mm -hmm. have decided that he's my brother, he's not heavy. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: so once the people switched over to that mentality of I'd rather see somebody succeed than see them fail so that I can succeed, then that changes the dynamic of the whole media industry. And when the media industry switches, they big changes. Mm-hmm. Because then it's getting into the homes of millions of people.
4: Yeah. That's an um, and, interesting insight.
1: Yeah, and it's this is why I I you know I wanna talk about this self worth and value thing because it's so important for people to know their value within society. Like you said, if, if people knew, if people could stand in the truth of their being and be accepted exactly and completely the way that they are, as they are right now, they would have nothing to fight for.
0: I said it in the first six months of the show, and I've been saying it for, I've been saying it for at least five years. If everybody on the planet felt loved and accepted, as they are where they are that's what world peace is called or you would call that world peace because mm-hmm. why 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 would you you know go shoot up a place if you know that's that's years of stuffing things down because you're not supposed to feel like that or whatever yeah. and and then it explodes out you can't it doesn't go away energy doesn't go away
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It, and, and it could, <laughs> bleh, uh, you know because we're having this time of realizations and you you take that much gunk and shine the light on it all at once poof and um, uh, and the light is shining on on everybody and uh, but that's where you get those changes like in those shows I think it's awesome and um, so everybody if you see good news stuff you know the link on Facebook.
3: Share it, share it, share
0: it. Share it around, and 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 maybe think about not just the Facebook like, but you know, clicking the like or whatever on the news outlets page, because that's what's the change they're seeing. They're seeing which videos and which things go viral and stuff. So even if they're changing because they think it's just the way to get new way to get ratings, it's still the vibration that's getting pumped out. And wow, how cool is that? <laughs>
1: You've been traveling and living living this heart-led life for a really long time. And I'm willing to bet you have some pretty interesting stories and you've met some pretty (laughs) fascinating people along the way. So does anything pop to the top of your head as one of the weirdest things you've ever seen or been witness to or even heart-opening things? that you've ever seen or been witness to or part of?
4: Um, wow, it's definitely... There's so many uh, uh, things to choose from. I guess, you know, one one little story that I could tell is uh, from my book, uh, Kundalini in the Art of Being. And I was living in a communal in Eugene, Oregon, I moved up there um, uh, to go to school but I uh, to the University of Oregon, but I needed to spend a year there in order to get my residency um, so that I was paying, you know, in-state tuition, and so I went up there with the intention of, you know, hang out for a year, and then I'll start going to the university, which actually never ended up happening, but but I lived up there for a year and a half anyway, and so I moved on to this um, uh, this cooperative household right right across from campus. Um, and I was the only one that wasn't a student there. Uh, everyone else was students because it was four students. But I told them, well, I'm uh, going to be, you know, headed back to school the next semester because I'd been there for six months already at that point. Um, and so they said, okay, well, you can you can stay here for this semester and then, you know, continue on your going uh, to the school in the next semester. And there was this guy that i'd i would i would seen around this um very sort of you know mysterious you know jesus magician sort of looking guy um that I'd seen playing guitar around around this this uh, house it was like a big a big house that had previously been a um sorority and then had been t- converted into kind of a hippie cooperative house and you know strange looking guy i'd seen him a couple of times hadn't thought too much of it and um, one evening that I was coming back from uh, a place that I, that I did volunteer work, um, this, this music place, and I was kind of in a troubled state of mind and, and uh, you know, lost in my thoughts. And so I, I park in the back of the building and then um, come up the stairs and come to the kitchen. And I had to walk through the kitchen in order to then walk into the dining room um, and uh, and then go up the stairs up to my room up on the second floor. And... I come into the kitchen and this this strange character, his name is Jeffrey, um, was was sitting on the couch. There was a couch in the kitchen area. Nobody else was around. And uh, I come, come into the the kitchen and I'm walking across the kitchen. And he's sitting on the couch. And this guy is staring at me, incredibly intently. Um, and I'm kind of unnerved as I'm uh, walking across the kitchen. I had to go through the door that he was sitting next to. That he was on the on the couch next to, and um, as I'm just about to touch the door and, and head out and I, I, I haven't said anything to him yet because I'd never spoken to him before he says to me out of the blue what is your quest and you know that's an odd introduction obviously. that's so awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> And awesome um,
4: and so I just kind of stopped and I was like huh and um, he says what is your quest and he's just like looking me straight in the eye like really intensely and, you know, he has a big, long beard, and, and I thought of him as, you know, an older guy. He was only, like, 27, but I was 21, so, you know, he might have this older, older fellow. Um, and we got in this conversation, and it turned out he he didn't actually live there. He, he lived there previously, and so they kind of let him hang hang around, but he was homeless now. He, he you know, forsaken, dropped out of school, sold all his stuff, and become homeless. Um, but he was, you know, on a very committed spiritual path and he'd been kind of observing me, um, the past, you know, a couple of weeks or whatever, you know, just seeing me here and there and, um, he'd kind of felt this connection or whatever and, and just wanted to, um, connect with me. And so we ended up, we ended up just having this really intense, uh, conversation in which I practically broke down in tears and, um, he introduced me to the concept of chakras and, and uh, um, you know, talked about the, the um, seven seals and, um, you know, the energy rising up, you know, the Kundalini, basically. Um, and so after, you know, this conversation for an hour or two, then I head back up to my, my room and I'm uh, just, you know, my head kind of spinning like, did that just happen? And um, Welcome and so to the Twilight was, Zone. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so that was that was kind of the um sort of the beginning of things getting really in, really intense and out there for me. Um and uh and then it was it was a year later that I had I also found a yoga yoga uh an awesome yoga class in that same town that I'd been um I'd been practicing for the previous six months since I'd shown up there. Um and, you know, I was Reading Carlos Castaneda, and you know, still doing all the spiritual reading and everything, and it's you know, it's a whole long story from there. But um, you know, that was that was kind of the um, it's one of those you know change points of really going further within and you know trying to figure out what what what's really going on in reality. Well, and they can't. I think come everybody... to such odd places. <laughs>
1: I was I was just gonna say I think everybody should have one of those really cool experiences with a stranger. I've had so many yeah. of them, and I yeah. put them in my book too. So we're gonna take a break, but when we get back, you mentioned your book and how that story is in your book. So when you get when we get back from a break, let's talk about that because uh, right. you're not just a wandering guy who works at a hotel; you're also an author.
2: hmm
1: Oh yeah. Right on. <laughs>
2: You
0: know, gee, college graduate and author, and all he, he wanders around, and he's hair and he's one of these commune people. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So glad that's fading away, isn't it? Um, well, goodness, what do you want to hear, Jane?
1: I don't know. Um, I'm sure you know. We should play Jordan Okren's song because of how we ended up getting Gabriel on the show.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, see there? Okay.
1: Story in and of itself. Um, So, actually, before we play the song, we'll tell the story real quick. Uh, Gabriel had been suggested to us by our good friend Jordan Okren and recent first-time guest of the Phoenix Mass Studios, Jordan Okren, who um, had suggested Gabriel, but I couldn't find Gabriel online anywhere. So I sent Jordan a message and said, "Gabriel, or Jordan, can you please hook me up with this guy that you you think we should have on the show? And well... I was talking to him on Facebook. Another guest that we had had on in the past had actually already reached out to Gabriel and said, you should really check these people out. And Gabriel had sent me a message via email while I was on Facebook talking to Jordan. And it was through that conversation with Jordan that was got sparked by me asking about Gabriel that Jordan discovered that he had a place to stay when he came to Canada. So... <laughs> That is a the crazy tale of <laughs> yeah. awesome synchronicities that just like boom, 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 all fell into place, and it was very cool.
4: Yeah, well, well Alice, Alice Grist, who's, you know, she's the the, the publisher of two of my books, um, or, or her publishing company, had had sent me a suggestion to get in touch with you, but it, it had been like a month before or something like that, and it had been sort of, you know, in the back of my mind, and so it was just, just funny timing that I happened to, finally get get around to sending you a message at the exact same moment that you were trying to get, get in touch with me yeah Ew, funny a, funny absolutely thing remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely it's remarkable absolutely
1: remarkable can I, because, and I go
4: ahead. and i have to give a i have to give a little shout out to jordan Okren cuz um he's been he's been a uh, um a committed uh, follower of my youtube videos for the past i'm not sure how long but at least, at least 6 months or so um uh, sort of one of the regular commenters um, back in the in the winter when I only had like a couple hundred subscribers, and uh, um, and so he was kind of one of the encouraging characters. Like, okay, somebody's actually out there watching these, cool. And uh, and I've since increased subscribers a bunch over the over the past six months, uh, but uh, yeah, it's been, it's been cool having his input.
1: Yeah, I think he's a little confirmation angel. I really do, because when he yeah. decided to come to Canada randomly, um, I was tossing the idea around about of, of building an artist retreat on this amazing property that I've been gifted, and I'd started working on my studio that would be my office while we do the build, and we had the whole concept worked up, and then he said, I'm coming, and I'm like, cool, I can share this idea with you and see what you think, because he's a young artist, and I wanted a young artist's input as to, would this work? Is this a viable plan that I've got going? Is this, is this an attractive idea?
0: Have I lost my mind? Here, <laughs> have I lost my
1: <laughs> mind? Yeah, I mean, that was really the question, wasn't it? And he came here and he just confirmed for me in in just his presence and just the comfort of him being here and how comfortable it was to have him guesting in my home. I'd never met him before in person. I'd only met him on the show Played his music on the show, interviewed him on the show, but to have him in my home and stay with me for a week, and for it to be a really comfortable experience—it wasn't intrusive, it wasn't—it was—and and to have him actually check out the property and to go where the see where the studio is going to be built, and to get see him get excited about the idea
2: mm-hmm. was
1: like, thank you.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can
1: come stay anytime. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming to grace my home with your light for 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 a few days. So, yeah, he is just um it's something about his presence. He just makes people feel that they're worth and their value. I think oh, it's he, just he's in, a master innately. Huh. Yeah, it's That's just, what masters do. It's innate. It's innate in him. And and I think that's a really cool quality. And he's so young. So, yeah, big shout-out to Jordan before we All right.
0: play his song. Awesome. <laughs> so, so this will be our friend Jordan Oakran, And uh, I think we have to play his song, Don't Know, uh, because you know, <laughs> yeah,
3: right?
0: when you don't know, what you don't know. Oh, yeah, so this will be Jordan Okren at com. That's O-K-R-E-N-D, com, with Don't Know. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks.
3: Always run around trying to find your place. Your head is spinning now with what the future brings. Asking Security, but you don't know where it's at, and so you don't know what you're supposed to do, and yeah, you don't know. Oh, you can't. Predict. And now you just don't know the way life's gonna be Always dying for a life that's to hold on You gotta keep on swimming, let the stream take you along Can't believe the so known cause your face do not ever know And it just don't know And it just don't know
0: Welcome back, everybody. That was Jordan. When you don't know, Ocrant, oh, and uh, because a uh, very good song, I think, for tonight's conversation about following your heart and that it's okay and that it's safe and that the next step always does show up, is because that's what it's about. Is when you don't know, it's okay. Just shh, it's okay. Chill out. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Go to, no to Costa Rica
0: anyway. You don't know all those answers. Go anyway. Because that's another one of his songs, anyhow. Very insightful young man, this Master Jordan. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Ever ever impressive. Yeah, well, I would
0: think think that would have to be the case, you know.
1: Probably. There's not much choice there. You can't just be that peaceful and not exude that peace. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of don't know, not knowing, journeys and... Trips and that whole becoming an author thing—that's that's a huge don't know. Always mm-hmm. when you first start out. So how'd that happen? Because <laughs> I've never had a doll. I've decided to write a book story on the show. So
4: good, good question. Um, I mean, I've I've uh, you know wanted to wanted to be a writer and and. Uh, you know sort of had this dream of being a published author since i was you know a kid at some point as i was saying i was you know was, was a voracious reader and uh i'd uh taken several creative writing classes um when i was going to school in alaska so I, I was up there for 2 years and i went to university of alaska fairbanks the first year and then transferred down to the university of alaska juneau on the panhandle and uh, had taken a creative writing class every um, semester. That was actually my major when I was up there. And then I ended up uh, getting my degree in world religions. But um, when I tr- when I transferred down to Humboldt State in California, when um, I went back to school after this big six-year break. Um, and so I, you know, I've been I've been writing, but then after you know these these various experiences, especially with the the Kundalini experience. Um, but you know as as I you know told the story of meeting jeffrey and and these this series of um kind of out there spiritual experiences that I had uh during that time in Eugene, then I started writing it down at some point and i don't even remember i I remember working on it um in nineteen ninety five uh late nineteen ninety five and I was living uh on the ananda um village um the retreat center there which is in, in the Sierra Nevada mountains of, of Northern California, um, uh, Swami Kriyananda is a direct disciple of Paramahansa Yogananda, you know, the Indian who who came to America, I think, in the 20s, um, and is responsible to a great extent to bringing yoga to the West. Um, and so I, I read Swami Kriyananda, his his direct disciple's book, The Path. I remember reading that. I think that was actually the, the the book that I was reading at the time when I had this encounter with Jeffrey that I was talking about. Um, you know, I went back up to my room, and then I, I think I started reading that book. I remember I was reading a couple of books at the time, but anyway, I read his book, and then somehow found out that he had this community in, in uh, uh, Northern California, and so and I and I talk about all this in my book Kundalini and the Art of Being because that's smack in the middle of the story, and um, so I end up um, doing work exchange at a Nanda village for a couple. of uh, month you know it's it 's a yoga focused community you know centered around hinduism and so i remember I remember being there and having my computer with me, I guess, and you know starting just kind of dinking around with you know working on this this uh this book or you know just jotting down some ideas at the time and then a few years later oh that 's right it was um, a couple years later then I was in a completely different situation where I was um, uh, Doing work, and staying somewhere else during the winter, during a rainy winter in Northern California, and, and uh, did a lot more work on that book. And then eventually decided, you know, what the heck, I might as well, you know, send this to some publishers. And that was that was not when it got published. It was, you know, it was a long <laughs> it was a long journey of, of uh, racking up the um, rejection letters. And I ended up getting that published through Station Hill Press i um I read a book of theirs uh, called "Shaking Out the Spirits" by Bradford Keene, which is a really cool book by a man who was a university professor somewhere in the Midwest and he ended up going on this amazing journey around the world to indigenous peoples and um, you know like doing their their ancient spiritual practices with them um and it's all about you know energy movement and um you know and tapping into your kind of primal life force energy and so i submitted to, submitted it to them and got a rejection letter back from them it was a couple of years later after i had done some more you know work on the manuscript that i um got a call I, I i resubmitted it to them and got a call from them that they were interested in publishing it um and so that was that was the exciting part. The problem is that they're kind of a, you know, small-time, struggling publisher, and it took them seven years to get around to actually publish, publishing it, which was a, uh, um, you know, frustrating amount of time to be like. That's a, that's a bit of bit of time there, yeah. Yeah. Let something simmer on the back burner. Exactly. Um, but you know, all in all, in divine timing, as you know. In, in the process, I ended up um, doing, regu- you know, every every year or so, I'd be like, well, let's look at the book again since the, they haven't finished it yet, and I, you know, revamped the the, um, the manuscript, and I think it was ultimately a better book that came out as a result of that.
0: Well, yeah, seven years of seven years of polish would make for a pretty good shine, I should think. Yeah. Exactly, so that's the the silver lining. (laughs) Always one, always.
2: Um,
0: Yeah. But uh, I was just thinking how cool this Internet thing is, because kids today don't have to run off to... They can still run off to villages and things, but they can see what's going on there, like practically live anymore on the Internet. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so did you uh, i i presume and and i haven't done as much i don't do a whole lot of research and jean tries to do none um <laughs> uh, well she brings the audience perspective which is awesome but it, i presume that there was a moment of a kundalini experience for you or
4: yes well that's what the that's what my book kundalini the art of being is is uh is centered around the the um, first chapter starts off with my experience, um, my very very powerful um, experience, and I'll I'll go ahead and just um, you know briefly briefly tell that story. This was, and this and and, and a little of what a
0: kundalini experience is for our listeners that might not know.
4: Sure. Um, so uh, you know I, I mentioned that I've been practicing yoga and meditation, and you know I've met this 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 uh, homeless character, Jeffrey, and I was just having this kind of series of various spiritual awakening types of experiences. And then through a, through a um, series of, of random events, I ended up um, moving moving from Eugene, sold my pickup truck, and went on this uh, hitchhiking road trip in which I ended up at Ananda Village. Um, that was the first time I, I uh, visited there several times. And um, eventually made my way out to um, Austin, Texas, to visit this girl that I had met at a rainbow gathering the previous summer and who I was interested in. Um, and she failed to inform me once I arrived that she'd hooked up with somebody else. Um, Oops. And yeah, Texas girl. You know, half all my exes yeah. are in Texas. <laughs> yeah and uh so I you know hitchhiked half halfway across the country to get my heart broken basically and um but I ended up actually still living with her for like five because that that was part of the confusing thing is she'd said, "Yeah, come on, you can stay as long as you like and uh and then I got there to, to discover that she was you know dating somebody else um but I was like you know borderline broke, so I ended up getting a job at a subway sandwich shop and um uh, and lived with her in her apartment for this this time, but I was you know going through some rough stuff and one evening then uh, uh when I was alone at the apartment i was I was on my back meditating and um went into uh just a very deep you know state of meditation, and out of the blue, I felt this movement of energy at the base of my sp- base of my spine, and I had no understanding or Kundalini, I had no knowledge whatsoever of what Kundalini awakening was. Um and but I was doing a lot of in you know, energy work and I you know the basic place that I was operating from was was one of, you know, allowing energy to move. If energy, you know, arises within you, then then allow it to move and, and you know work with it in some way. And so um I felt this, you know, this weird ball of energy at the base of my spine and it seemed like it wanted to move upwards. And so I allowed it to do so and you know, it felt kind of like this like a bubble moving up a straw or something like that. And, you know, moved up my spine and then just exploded into my brain. And, you know, how to describe that that moment is is is, you know, truly beyond words, but it was just this this absolute rush of energy. And different people have very different, you know, experiences along these lines you know some people describe them as very very blissful very joyful oneness with the universe you know um mine was was this just mind blowing um overwhelming experience of of energy and what came about from that um again is very difficult to put into words but um basically for the next like 3 days i felt like i was on a like on i was on a bad acid trip or something um you know, just totally over. Like, you know, I, I had. Um... Go ahead.
0: Well, you, Go ahead, you, you had a mystical experience. You had a shamanic experience. You had a kundalini awakening. Um, spontaneous. You weren't like trying to do that. Exactly. It's funny how. It's funny how I, I. The more people I've heard tell a story of a kundalini awakening, the vast majority of them that's not. They weren't like sitting there waiting for that to happen. That yeah. they, they didn't even know what that was, and uh, and it is. It's uh, and I, I, none of them have. Words. I'd like
1: to remind. I'd like to remind everybody that it, I mean he he describes it as being akin to being on a three day long acid trip. Bad like wonky acid. Like, could it stop now?
0: The brown acid <laughs> yeah. is bad. Um, Do not take now? the brown acid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, babe, were you there? <laughs> that sounds very familiar, Rick. I know you were there. Um, so the <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> what's up? What's up? But the the point is, is that this is why for so long within indi- indigenous tribal communities shamans were trained and mm-hmm. prepared for their shamanic journey but why there was fasting involved why there was preparation for the body the mind the spirit involved why there was community support oftentimes shamanic experiences are done with accompanied. company almost um, in fact i don't know of any shamanic experiences done in ritual where there is not accompanying with with beat and rhythm and music and chanting and that is for a reason because if you don't come back down (laughs) Mm -hmm. it can be three to five to seven days of just what is
0: going on wonkiness yeah and way to put that But
1: The reason why I giggle is because you're you're certainly not the first of our guests who've had this experience Um, be it the Kundalini awakening or a shamanic experience however you know people feel they want to describe it Uh, you know you're certainly not the first I've been through it and I I feel for you man because coming down sucked (laughs) that's where I came up with the the title for my third book crashing back to earth cuz i literally thought like heaven had kicked me out and i was just you know boom now,
0: second book Flat folks, on
1: my back <laughs> just just for the I folks who were the,
0: just for the folks who were catching up the second book was titled
1: going home to heaven
0: yeah and then the and, third and, book and
1: that is what that's what prom- prompted my shamanic experience, and but the coming down from that, it really led me to crashing back to earth because I didn't have the guidance, I didn't have the help, I didn't have the assistance, Um, I did it without, pretty much without any, any information whatsoever on, I didn't know anything about the kundalinis, I didn't know anything about the chakras, I didn't know anything about the ancient... Traditions regarding shamanism. I didn't know any of that. I didn't even know what a channel was at the time. I
2: mm.
1: was a virgin, and I
0: deep in the spiritual broom like I closet,
1: just raped by the universe. Literally, <laughs> like I just yeah, you know. And so I you get turned pardoned, inside out. Pardon me bit. for the gig. Literally, <laughs> literally. I'm so, pardon my giggling, but I feel you. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh been there brother (laughs) yeah been there so how did you and that Uh, this brings uh, me to the next question how did you recover from that because people listening more and more of the people out there are going to be having these awakenings and so it's good for them to know first of all that it's okay
0: don't call the psychiatric hospital
1: call your
4: local yoga studio you don't
1: need to commit yourself you don't need to commit yourself I actually
4: did um did you? I actually did call. I actually called nine one one at one point. Within how uh, did with sure, that work out?
1: Yeah. What happened? I'm That's got to be
0: a great story. <laughs>
4: yeah. Um, I, I I explained my experience to her, and she was like, "I don't know what to tell you, bud." <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I don't know what you to know. tell you. We can't help you. You need <laughs> <Yeah>. something else. <laughs> for, fortunately, I called from a pay phone, you know, so they couldn't, you know, track me down and be like, you got to pay for that call or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Weehaw. Uh, we, yeah. we laugh, you,
0: you, But, you know, in part, like she said, it's because she and I have both had some of this kind of stuff. And, and uh-huh. it is.
1: And I do know people who have been committed. As a result Once upon of a shamanic a time, experience, a lot in, did. In, in, yes, and you know, but I mean, today, modern day, we we have a mutual friend who was actually committed because she had a shamanic experience in the middle of the city at night mm-hmm. without friends or support around her.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, and then, and then but, you're going to get doped up on on you know drugs or whatever, and and that's just the absolute worst worst way to deal with it. And, and exactly.
1: So, so, how did you right, deal with it, Gabriel? For people who are listening, who have maybe gone through this, or
4: yeah.
1: are going to go through this in the so, future, I hope that they mm-hmm. stumble on the show. <laughs> hmm
4: mm-hmm. So, uh, um, for, you know, for me, it was—it wasn't—it it wasn't just that three-day period. It was, you know, it was really years of. of you know, coming into, into balance and, and struggling with this energy, but especially over the next six months, um, then I was really, you know, you know, hanging by a thread. And I ended up moving back to my, um, uh, live with my mom in Northern California and, uh, took a couple of classes at the local community college, which was all, all that I could, um, handle, you know, cause I was just, I was really, really drowning and just, you know, overwhelmed with, you know, I had, you know, electric shocks throughout my body and, you know I was Seeing flashes of light, you know if it was dark and I was like seeing flashes of light in front of me and and uh you know there the was a range of, of symptoms it was just like dozens of, of crazy ass stuff going on and um, glowing people so I, what's that
1: that was my big thing glowing people
4: i didn't I didn't experience that no if so you were like seeing people's energy change? and and trees glowing so bright she almost people? couldn't look at at 'em trees yeah wow trees
1: and wow. people. With like you could see if trees along the highway were like in a row, you could see the energy field from one tree blending into the other one. And the way that I describe it is, Mm -hmm. you see the heat waves off the highway on a hot summer's Mm -hmm. day. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it looked like all the time. People and trees. Wow. Talk about
4: acid. It was insane.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I I'd be ta- I'd be talking to her and she'd go, God, it's so bright and, and I'd say, The the sun is bright and she'd No, the trees. I can't
4: look at the trees <laughs> Whoa. That is wild. So, um I've actually just recorded a video uh how to how to balance strange spiritual energies and experiences um which I'll upload onto my channel, uh, my YouTube channel within a, uh the next couple of days. My my YouTube channel is Gabriel Kundalini. Um
1: Oh, send that to us so we can post it along with the show. Oh, I have it. I yeah. Have
4: it. Do you? Okay, great. Yes, yeah. youtubecom slash Um And but I'll you know just summarize what what I uh, suggest in there. I mean, it's it's rather straightforward. It's that you need to come into your body and ground ground those spiritual energies. Um, so it was really you know trial and error for me during that time um, of of uh, trying to figure out how to, you know, how to stay sane. And, and uh, a lot of walks walks in nature. Um, there was a, a nice spot to go walking near my mom's house there. Um, and then I was just, you know, reaching out for, for everything that I could find. I, I um, came across a, a Buddhist um, teacher and went to their... Uh, this was like an hour's drive away in in, in the Santa Rosa area. And every week, then I would go down there and and um, uh, do their weekly um, evening ritual, and just to make that connection with other people in a you know spiritual mindset, um, and you know I had you know some one on ones with this with his Buddhist teacher and you know explain, explain my experience to him, and he he said to me he said yes I can see I can see the Kundalini energy um, you know flowing within you, and the thing to understand is that it is never going to go away. It's it's not going to lessen, but you are going to change to accommodate it. And so it will seem as if it has lessened as a result. And, you know, your experience of that energy will will change. Um, And so that was a very, you know, critical thing to keep in mind and, and, you know, for people to understand in general is that, um, you know, that there is an evolutionary process to this experience and you can have breakthrough moments out of the blue in which you know suddenly you you know open up another channel or or gain a new perspective in which things shift and it can you know it might seem subtle at the time and then you can notice over the coming days like hmm things seem a little different and and that's just what you have to keep reaching for is you know my my basic suggestion on this kind of stuff is basically try everything and um, and discover what what works for you because everyone's experiences are so different. You know, I get um, emails uh, and Facebook messages and whatnot from people on, you know, a fairly regular basis now, people saying, you know, I've had this wacky, crazy experience. What do I do? What does it all mean? And, and I definitely don't uh, have all the answers by any means. Um, you know, like that's a new one hearing about the glowing trees, <laughs> um, which, you know, I can, you know, imagine with, you know, or you know, seeing people ignore is yeah same idea. Um but everyone just has such a different unique makeup. There's no um you know there's no set framework of, you know, this is what happens and here's here's the ultimate solution. Uh, right. But, but what I basically But I outlaw- do
1: like I do like this and I wanna talk about it a little more before we go into into the rest of this but I do like that you hit on the most important part right away, which was coming back into your body, which, quite frankly, can be a scary experience, especially for somebody who, like, me, before I had the experience, I had fractured my spine, I was used to living with chronic pain, and then, during this experience, I was suddenly pain-free. In fact, Mm -hmm. through the whole writing of my second book, I was pain-free, and I had all this energy, and I didn't need to eat large amounts of food. I didn't mm-hmm. have cravings for things. I lived just lived on
0: mangoes, or
2: didn't
1: you? Life, I, yeah, well, no, no, that was the first book. But oh, that was the first book. Life just flowed for me. It literally flowed. Like, everything just happened when it was supposed to happen. There was no stress. There was no... Things didn't touch me. Other people's moods or vibrations or, or wonkiness didn't affect me. I couldn't mm. get pulled into other people's politics and their personal yuck. I was untouchable Hmm. and to come out of that and to, to make friends with my body again was Mm -hmm. probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. However, now that I've done it, now that I've built a relationship with my body, now that I've opened up a conversation with my body and said, okay, this is, you know, we're a team here. Let's, what do you need? I'll give you what you need. If you'll hold up your end of the bargain and, and keep me moving forward. Um, but that took a really long time to learn. So, I love that you talked about that because it is scary to come back into your body after that, and people mm-hmm. people tr- try to avoid it. Like they actively avoid stepping back into their body.
0: Yeah, it, and, it's and if necessary, like you said, taking taking drugs to help keep themselves out. Uh, because yeah. you 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 want to be back in there, but you know I. Being a conversational show, we sometimes seem like we're stepping on our guest's fire. But I, I had I croaked, as I like to put it, briefly, and then had three days of absolute. I, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really put it in good words. And I've had since then five years. And my problem is like I lost almost all feeling from my knees down. Couldn't feel mm-hmm. my. Couldn't feel my feet at all. Couldn't tell hot or cold. I could have stepped in a pot of boiling water. No longer true, by the way. Wow. But my heal- my actual healing was you know I was beginning to mystify the docs, you know, hmm. uh, because I wasn't getting any better and I should have been getting better. And 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 it started with a realization that I wasn't all the way in my body. I couldn't I feel my that feet day. I was there. I, I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I, I'm not down there. I was there, there the day
1: that he clicked. To that, and, and he's been getting better ever since. So this is something that needs to be discussed. And so, you know, how do you get back into your body after an experience like that? As scary as being in your body yeah. can be, at uh, times. Yeah.
4: So, so the you know, there's this dichotomy between you know, spirit and uh, the spiritual realm and the physical world. And um, you know, all religions are basically saying you know the the physical realm is an illusion and and search for that which is real which is you know in the heavens and god and and this is this is you know throwing the baby out with the bathwater this is overcorrecting um in and saying okay well, things are kind of messed up here on earth so therefore things are you know the solution is is a, is a spiritual focus and um what people need to understand is that you know as as in heaven so you know as above, so below, and that you know Absolutely. this realm is, is is simply is simply a reflection of what of what is going on you know in the in non physical realms, and that um the physical realm is simply an expression of of you know of spirit and is is equally divine and um so so people are you know on the spiritual quest and and you know focusing on you know weird out there strange metaphysical types of experiences and then they happen and um, and people have a tendency i think to you know keep looking for spiritual solutions and not understand okay now i've 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 bridged i've bridged the divide i've contacted this this other realm the idea is still to be here it's still to be in the present moment and in and in this body but simply to merge the two and, um, and that's you know Ooh, that's the important, the important become a blended being yeah yes. and
0: and, yes. and and that's the we talk about this often and I'm mm-hmm. going to say it again
3: mm-hmm. we
0: it, look i i think that it's it it's easy as pie for us but it's also like the incredible miracle of the universe that we can be physical
2: mm-hmm. and
0: mm-hmm. so i don't think that we did that just so we could learn how to be non-physical, which is what we were before we were physical. Exactly. But it just yes. doesn't make any sense, people. Throw it out. Yes. That maybe yes. goes out with the bathwater, because yes. it 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 is. It's, you've got to. It's almost like you had, like the bridges are one way, and so you you bridged over that way. Now you all, you have to build a bridge to get back. And yes. and 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 that, to me. The only route that that was of any success was holy cow, I'm not all the way in my body. Mm -hmm. I was part way in here. And Mm -hmm. and um
1: uh, But if I'm gonna be here doing this physical thing, then I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability. Which means means to me to be as physical as I possibly can be
0: as physical as you can and and it it appears that for all of us at least from time to time it involves being in some place that is this dense of a nature like where i am now uh you know i have to be careful when i take molly outside to let her do her business because it, it, you know a monkey might move and then she's off you know mm-hmm. and and it's that it's that dense there's there's not really there's no two nights that go by that I don't see a new kind of insect attracted to the lights of my patio. It's <laughs> that it's that dense and, you know, don't want to be too Yoda-like, but you know, you can feel the force. It flows through. It's very grounding.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you know, I go put your feet in the ocean, go put your bare feet on the ground, sit on the Absolutely. ground. Um because And I think it helps
1: i think that's i think that's what the trees and the people was about i mean the glow between the trees and the people were no different so here was this this symbol of pure nature i mean when we think of mother earth a tree is probably our our most physical representation of the power of this planet because it is strong it is resilient it cleans the air it purifies the soil. Um it you know, it, it many of them live to be hundreds of years old if we don't jack with them. Uh mm-hmm. they hold up the soil so that the soil doesn't erode. Uh, the, they, the they, list of what there's more rain where there's our trees. Planet.
0: There's more rain where right, there's the trees.
1: List, yeah, but, the the list of things that the plant trees do for this planet is so long that we just naturally equate trees with Mother Earth. So here was this actual physical thing that I could see that said to me there's really no difference between this human person here and that thing that you call nature.
0: That tree person over there. Yeah. They have
1: exactly the same energy.
0: It's all from the same source. And mm-hmm. and it's, it's interesting because I've heard a, a, a channel uh, describe trees as, as antennas they're like antennas that bring the energy down and down into the earth well that is i believe also uh part of what we do is be that two way bridge and and you've got to be grounded if you're going to let that energy flow in so that it
4: can then be changed and flow back out you have got to let it you it's got to go all the way yeah Absolutely, because you know basically what it does is it highlights blockages that we already have in our system, and i 've likened it um, to imagine imagine if you're you know uh, alongside a river and you ha- 've built a house um, next to this river that is that is powered on water and um, so you have this channel that goes from the river under your house and then and then goes back into the river and so you 're tapping into the um, the river, and then using that energy to power your house. But what's happened over the years is that channel has gotten um, blocked up, and so there's a uh, um, limited flow of, of energy. And as a result, your house doesn't work properly. Um, and uh, but you've just gotten used to it. You've just gotten accustomed to it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it seems the, the, this house seems like it has more potential, but you know, there isn't enough you know, power here to power it, so I'll just deal with it and that's kind of where you know where humans are at is we're not at our full potential because we aren't um fully tapped into this power source and then what happens with kundalini awakening is the dam breaks and that full force of of uh flow of water comes rushing in and um and then suddenly you're you're hit with this intense flow of energy um but your house is all out of whack and all messed up, and now you have to start repairing things, you know, and uh, um, you know fixing that which has been broken, and and <coughs> dealing dealing with the, the, the neglect um, in order to you know get back into that full potential. Um, so so you know it, it's very much a process and- of of utilizing this energy and working with it and allowing it to to affect and and uh transform your body physically and your nervous system which is interesting to me
0: because it it is it's my nerves that were damaged it's almost mm-hmm. like they were burned like yep the, same here and, exactly. and 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 it but I love that I love that analogy because uh, in so many ways that's such a beautiful uh representation Because if you could imagine, you know, you you don't have enough power, so you've eventually gotten down to where you sit. If it's dark outside, you sit in the corner next to this nightlight because that's all the juice you got. Exactly. So you sit over there reading a book, and then all of a sudden, and it seems like it always happens, you know, 3 a.m. seems to happen to a lot of people. But So it's it's dark outside. You've got this tiny nightlight, and then the dam bursts, and you get a full flow, and... um, Every light the in the ladies, house on. turns on at once. Uh-huh. It's so stunning that you just can't see. You have to you blink and you hold your hands out and you're like, Holy shit, no, stop. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it don't but just like that's it only lasts a minute or two. Your eyes adjust. And then you can see, mm-hmm. you know, oh holy crap, the dishwasher's broken and the toaster won't turn off and Okay, exactly. let's let's clean up the house. And and clean up the channel and um uh, because that it, it's almost like there's a flood that comes through, so your paddle wheel goes really fast and but then it you kinda go back to normal, so you gotta go find all those little blockages in the channel. You gotta go dredge dredge your channel.
4: Exactly. And what there I also
0: are...
1: find interesting sorry about the the analogy is when the lights come on, you might notice that your house is dirty. So I find that a lot of people shortly after they've had one of these awakenings or experiences will clean house, literally. And I I mean, starting close to home, they start examining their relationships. They examine their employment, their past, their future, the choices that they've made. And they start making conscious decisions on what part of their life they want to keep and what they want to throw away. Mm -hmm. They literally clean house.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And that can only happen when the lights come on, because you can't see yeah. a dirty house if it's dark. <laughs> right.
4: Because yeah. you're stuck in your in your rut, and you and you can't you know can't it's see like, out of it. I got to where I had to have those
0: um, fluorescent, compact fluorescents that are the bright white, like full spectrum. I mean, mm-hmm. people would come to my house at night, and they'd be, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "What do you mean? That, are you doing surgery in here?" It's like spotlights or something. I was like, really? Is it What? Is it, what are you talking about?
4: <laughs> so, uh, you know, just on, on a practical level as far as what, what people can um can do is it you know, it's important to not you know, the last thing you want to do is, you know, sort of freeze up in fear and and um, you know, crank up the T V or get sucked into video games and, you know, you know, Hold up in your apartment, you know just hoping that something's gonna change that's that's a sure way to not um not bring about any change but but you need to you know start getting out there and, and and reaching out and making use of these you know all these different healing modalities that are available to most of us you know if you're you know um especially if you're in a city you know maybe not in a small town but but you know with the internet you can you can find you know yoga instruction and, and um, you know, acupuncture and massage and going to, you know, hot springs um, and, you know, like you were saying, walking barefoot on the earth, just getting out outside and, and going on walks in nature and reaching out to other people who, are, you know, might be having similar experiences and, you know, engaging with the world fully as opposed to just, you know, locking yourself in your in your little spiritual bubble and getting lost in your head with your your thoughts running wild. You know, you need to get down into your body and and um, allow the energies to work work through you. Because um, basically, it's a matter of you know this energy gets awakened and then it and then it's ramming into your being because you have these blockages. And you have to open up the channels within and get that energy flowing, and then it will feel as if the energy is lessened, whereas it, it hasn't necessarily lessened. It's just that you aren't experiencing it as if it's something that's you know smacking you upside the head. <laughs> it's, it's, you know,
0: <laughs> I'm laughing with you there on the. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been smacked upside the whole. I've been body checked by the universe. Okay,
3: but, yeah, um, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. uh, it, it it is. It's so important because energy that sits still. Energy energy's not designed to do that.
4: Exactly. Energy is. Supposed it
0: to it, move. it it needs to move, and yeah. energy that you try to hold static is like trying to hold river water. Go get mm-hmm. a bucket of river water and set it in your bedroom and see how long it is before the stench makes you move it out.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: it 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 has to move and. Mm-hmm. Um, survival courses don't drink the water sitting still find a waterfall or someplace rapids find someplace where it's moving rapidly and drink that you'll probably be all right but don't drink that stuff laying around Mm -hmm. and energy just so that's you it's got to flow and 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 for me anyway where what are you going to do well flow it into let it flow right out the bottom get all the way in your body and it just just Mm -hmm. and uh but it does. It, it, the pressure, you know. Just think about it. You're getting yeah. <laughs> the pressure lessens once you open
4: the pipe. It gets to flow peacefully. Exactly. That's the basic concept to keep in mind.
1: That's so awesome. I I I read your books. Sounds cool. like you've had a fun We need to get them all. Journey.
0: And and yeah. um, <laughs> because, well, no, really. If this is if this is singing to anybody, and you're thinking, you know. I wish I could have one of those experiences one day. Please read the book first <clears throat> because it you, you, even you could read a dozen books you I, I don't think you can be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Really. But you might have something might come to mind from our show or from the books that helps you and then, you know, Gabriel and Gene and I will all have mission accomplished.
4: Yeah. Yeah, to have some kind of advance <laughs> Advanced knowledge and, and understanding, or definitely definitely makes a, a, a big difference. Um, my another book of mine, Kundalini: and The Power of Awakening, is kind of a short little read that that um, you know is more just based on information and you know based on my experiences and and that kind of tries to um, encapsulate both the experience and how to you know how to uh, handle these kinds of um, experiences. I also recommend uh, Living with Kundalini by gopi krishna that was that was the book that i came across that really finally confirmed for me like okay this is um you know the, i'm not going nuts here this is a you know ages old spiritual phenomenon um and uh yeah because uh, he you know he he describes his experience in india um and it, it, his, his his experience mirrors mine so much you know he was just doing yoga and meditation and all of a sudden had this weird experience and then was like what the hell is going on here and And, uh, you know, started looking around for answers. Well, and we all all know about the technical
0: dark ages where, you know, things got weird and everybody forgot. Well, I think we've been in the spiritual dark ages for a long time. Mm
4: -hmm. And
0: because this was something that was known by indigenous peoples everywhere. It had different names and different methods and different whatever. And now we're remembering and now it's beginning to just happen particularly if you've read about it or dreamed about it or thought, you know, that would be cool or watched a bunch of movies that have that sort of, you know, strange sort of spiritual transformation, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know, people becoming vampires and stuff. It it, it you know, <laughs> that's realizing that they're going to live forever and then having to deal with that and it it it's still there's weird ways that you can, you know, George George gets around. But um <laughs> you've got great resources for people because you have uh Videos you mentioned your YouTube channel. Uh, mm-hmm. You have a number of books, but the Kundalini and the Art of Being and Kundalini and the Power of Awakening are two that would just be so, you know, directly related to what we've been talking about tonight. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because that's that's it, it's interesting. That's what Gene and I talked about this morning was somebody sort of having a spontaneous transformation on TV, um, and
3: um, it was cool.
0: And oh, you know, it, it is, and and it, it that's the thing. We're, we I don't want anybody to think we're trying to make it off as scary. Is it? It wasn't. It's not even really super scary if you don't know what the hell's going on. If you can sort of hang on and and not lose yourself in it, but a little advanced knowledge could be so helpful. And and I, I guess the best way for them to be able to get hooked up with all of the things that you're doing would be at um, Kundalini hyphen
4: fire.com. Yes. That's yeah, that's my website. Yeah. Um, but my, my YouTube channel is where I'm putting, you know, regular, regular videos on an almost daily basis. Um, but there's links. Yeah. From kunumi uh, dash and There's a link to my, um, YouTube channel. And, and that's just a good, good kind of general overview of, you know, my, some experiences in writing and whatnot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, cause there's a video and some, uh, uh several on your, uh, front page right there and then, you know, links mm-hmm. to your books. Some of us old farts, we like books, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Kid, yeah, I like the real thing. Kids
0: these, it's why we're trying to do more and more videos because the kids these days, they haven't got time to sit down and read a book. They're, you know, 13 yeah. years old and solving the Fibonacci sequence as it relates to trees getting sunlight <laughs> in the forest and applying it to <laughs> solar panels and making these huge, And you know, saying one day I'd like to be involved in innovation.
2: What? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What? (laughs)
0: You're there. (laughs) How about today? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bonus. But uh, uh, yeah, encourage people to get by, particularly if any of this has kind of sparked or been like, yeah, that would be cool, and you've been thinking about it. That would be cool. You came because this
1: or it's happened,
0: or it's happened, and you're you're time
1: (laughs) to drop by.
0: (laughs) You're floating around, but you you know happen to notice us pass by.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Because it is, we. Exactly. It, it would be uh, awesome to be able to to help a little bit because uh, Gina and I both had great adventures figuring out which way, which way was up. hmm
2: mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway. fortunately, there are In a the lot water. of. Fortunately, there are a lot of resources out there for people now um a lot more than there was you know 20 years ago 30 years ago uh absolutely and and but that
0: uh, shameless self-promotion you you but you brought it up the over 300 hours of inspiring conversation just like this at our website everydayconnection.me because it's it's about that time in the evening where we do websites and make sure everybody gets where they're going it it's Ninety minutes goes in a hurry when you're having creative, expansive conversation. I know, I know, it does. It's like, wow, you just called me. What happened? <clears throat> and uh, yeah. Uh, so, we'd love to have you back because it it's a, I think it's a very timely subject. I think that's part of the taking seven years to get published and stuff, is because now is when it, it, it seems to me that the evidence is that it's happening in both cases, because. You damn that energy up and you hold it tight enough you explode and go shoot a school. Yep. That's what happens. It's that powerful. That,
4: yep. That hmm.
0: And and, yep, and so don't do that, people. Let it let it go. You gotta go with it. If it happens what if I could have only one thing to say is if it happens, you you gotta go with it. Don't try to sit on it. It it yep. not not good. Yeah, resolve. that's the
4: fundamental. That's the <laughs> fundamental thing with to it. keep in mind: is 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 you know any you know any energy you're you're connecting with within. There's there's nothing wrong with energy. It's just how you how you deal with it and how you handle it and direct it, and uh, um, you know any kind of a connection with inner internal energy is is most likely a blessing, even if it doesn't seem like it at the time, um, because because you're coming more alive, even if even if it might feel like you're. Going nuts or Well, um, you know, let's
0: face it those blockages are in those channels are things that we don't particularly like to look at. Cleaning out mm-hmm. the channel under your house, the water channel under your house, that could be a little stinky
4: at times. Exactly. That's yeah, yeah, when you're done, really. And you might got might have gotten used to that being your storage space cuz you know and, and have all your junk down there um because that that flow of water hadn't been Hadn't been uh, in existence, and and all of a sudden, all your stuff is getting, you know, swirled up by by this new flow of of energy coming through. Yeah, you
0: shun the other thing that happens when you're in the house and all the lights come on, full brightness and extra bright, is you see all mm-hmm. the cockroaches and stuff too that you don't want to look yep. at, and don't want to yeah, think are exactly. ever there. And and yeah, they try to scurry around. You know, let them go if they're going to go. Let them, <laughs> Some of them will just go, but you know yeah. go ahead and scoop out the rest of them and uh mm-hmm. or or the stinky stuff in the in the channel it, because that's really what it comes down to is once that energy flow has happened it wants to continue happening at that rate and so it calls to your attention really it just rises mm-hmm. to your consciousness these things you don't you don't have to know some special skill they'll they, believe me they'll rise right on up but some advice on how to handle it
1: Since we mentioned it, and just quickly before we go, um, Gabriel mentioned, you know, you you might be storing your stuff down there. Well, here's, here's something about your stuff that's been sitting in a box in your channel for a really long time, and it just suddenly got flooded. Well, toss it. Because if it's been sitting in a box for a really long time, chances are you don't even know what's in the box. You probably don't remember. It has not been serving you or been useful to you in any way, shape, or form for a long time. So just take the whole box and toss it.
2: Mm-hmm. Or,
0: or start pack, over. Pack three suitcases and get on a plane to Costa Rica <laughs> and leave your friends <laughs> clean up the mess. Yeah, what I did. But yeah. We all knew what we were doing when we went into it, and and uh, so you know.
4: Yeah, there are, there are a variety, a nice uh, wide variety of solutions available to us. So that's you know just just be open to um, you know the universe showing some doorways that you can that you can step through because um, there are lots of lots of solutions to these kinds of conundrums, and uh, and it's cool
0: too if you're having the Kundalini experience now because I I kind of think I had to sit there for five years waiting to move down here because it just wasn't time yet. The energy wasn't. It wouldn't have been right. Like we said, if the doctor had told me go, it would have been because the doctor said it wouldn't have been empowering. It wouldn't have been anything. It would have been some other thing. And that's. So I just sat still and waited, and then Mm -hmm. something happened as Mm -hmm. I grounded my energy inside. Um. Hey, come to Costa Rica. Okay. Because I've been dreaming of being. I'd been dreaming of being in Hawaii. Like, right after this happened, I had this image of me uh-huh. on Maui, on a particular beach on Maui, sitting in a velvet chair, <laughs> you know, a wooden chair with velvet button cushion things, an old-looking chair, and um, sat there until my bare feet sank in the sand up to my ankles. And then, voila. So, <laughs> it, but it took five years for me to take my own advice.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. That's well, that's listen.
0: time. I just want to say thank you and show great appreciation for you spending your time with us and uh, sharing your time, talent, and treasure. It's So
4: awesome! Excellent, and yeah, I'm happy to do, to do another one uh, sometime with you guys.
0: Awesome, that would be great because you've got a book about women, and yep, that's a whole other that's a whole, whole other show. Yeah! Yeah,
1: oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's a whole nother yeah, that, show. You're so. the guy who wrote the book about women from women's point of view. Yeah, Bow down. You're my hero. Bow down. <laughs> yeah. So that, <laughs>
0: So not to
2: be
0: not to be sort of you know media like and have a cliffhanger. You'll have to join exactly. us again to you know people, get the story because that's wow that's a big story. Um, yeah.
4: Cool. Well. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll be, I'll be. Uh, my my plans are are wide open from two weeks from now. Uh, I'm going to be leaving Jasper because I'm finishing up my job here, and I'm going to be on a adventure traveling adventure. I don't even I might be going to Bali, um, uh, maybe trekking <laughs> in the Himalayas. So if if people are curious to follow my um, upcoming adventures, then go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel, and uh, I'll, and I'll be posting you know videos um, from from wherever the heck I end up. We'll see, but. Uh, but we'll, I'll have my computer with me, so we'll um, we can do another, you know, show from the road somewhere.
0: That'll awesome. Awesome.
2: That
4: Bali, would be awesome. Bali, Costa Rica, and Canada—Canada—that
0: would make for a great show.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: so everybody has that to look forward to, and we have lots of great guests coming. I know our calendar isn't up there. We're going to figure out something because we don't always know the date that shows will get posted. And probably what we're going to figure out is our newsletter. So please drop by our site at everydayconnection.me. S- subscribe to our newsletter. So first thing to, on the right side over there. And, uh, and definitely get by Gabriel's channel and, and subscribe because this is going to be awesome. I can tell already. It tastes awesome. It smells awesome from here.
2: <laughs> <coughs>
0: so uh, I- I'll be subscribing for sure. Already. All right. So thanks again. And uh, everybody, sign up for both and then uh, join us again but until then great talking with you guys to our
1: mother to each other and especially (laughs) to yourselves stay connected
0: have a great now everybody alright take care Join Gene and Rick again next time. Until then, visit their website at everydayconnection.me and subscribe for news and updates. Stop by their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection and join the conversation. You can also subscribe on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connections.